Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Ben, man, thanks so much for being a part of this today. Thanks so much for having me. I always love hanging out in your living room with you. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have a few minutes to talk about our takeaways, reflections on the Easter weekend. What a, what a great weekend. Now, you were over at Creekside, right? I was over at Creekside. That's where you find yourself on the weekends? Yeah, that's that's where uh, my family and I have been for the last several years. And it's it's so great. I mean, it's... There, there's pros and cons to Easter. I shouldn't say there's not. There's never a con to Easter. <laughs> never a con to Easter. <laughs> Try that one again. But but we see so many people that we haven't seen in so long. Yeah. And it it kind of is a, a family reunion. And at the same time, you're wanting to shake people and be like, where you been? Right. Type of thing. Right. Right. Uh, but. Which also feels like a family reunion when you which, see people like, exactly, it's so good to see exactly. you. Exactly. Wish you could get your yeah. life together. Yeah. yeah. All <laughs> right. But I love, I love that our family has a home. Uh, it's, it's. It, I know for me growing up and, and always being part of a church family uh, has been paramount in the shaping of who I am. And, and so it's so important to, to Jen and I for our kids to have those roots in a church home. Yeah, you know, I had similar feelings yesterday. Wow, I wasn't even prepared to talk about this. But um, so yesterday, uh, of course, our oldest is in college. Yeah. She wasn't here. That was a first for us to to not have Easter with her. You're so old. I know I am. I am. You're catching up, (laughs) (laughs) but, but to have Nathan and Sarah Beth and and, and Chrissy, the four of us together in worship, because oftentimes Nathan will be serving somewhere Yeah. uh, on a Sunday. He'll either run a camera over in the Creekside service or, or he'll be a part of tech in some way. Um, but he wasn't serving yesterday. So he was immediately to my left and man, I just found so much joy in Hearing him sing, mm. that was just a great That's experience. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, the only, the, actually the only time the six of us got to be together, because um, our middle son, our second son, um, was helping. He, he volunteers with the preschool during the worship time, does this motion and stuff. So we all went down to go be with him. And that was a really cool moment. That is um, cool. As, as a dad, as, as you know, someone that serves on staff here, um, to step into a role where where my son was serving, uh, and and even and even though it was for preschools, he was leading me in a time of ministry on Easter weekend. And maybe I'm I'm just now kind of putting together uh, what what a what a picture of grace that was for me yeah. yesterday. And and you know fi- finally last night Jen and I were able to to sit and reflect, I guess, on life. You know, the life that we have because of Christ. Um, you know, Sundays can be, even even though for me, it's not necessarily a, a busier day. Um, it, it's a busy day. You know, I mean, it's, it's a work day for, for a lot of us. And um, so it was important for us to, to reflect on the significance of, of what yesterday was, is what Easter is. Uh, I love that. So it was, it was 
I love that. I love that. It's good. It, I was, it was good for us. Uh, really, considering Easter as a whole, going back to Thursday, you know, a couple of years ago, you had asked me to put together um, some fun versions mm-hmm. of a Passover meal mm-hmm. for families, right? Yep. And so we did that. one that was um, that was just a very easy Passover meal. But then another one, another version was an ice cream. I remember that. And uh, so my daughter, who's I remember being a, concerned that it was blasphemous. Yeah. At first. <laughs> right. There, but it wasn't. We checked. For anybody watching right. or listening in, there are no spiritual uh, significances. Maybe there are, you know, I don't that I'm not aware of. But to the elements of an ice cream sundae. But we really enjoyed it. So my daughter, she said... Um, Hey, can we do that again? And I, I went searching, could not find um, all of the plans I put together. So we just had ice cream. And uh, I think it has become, you know, Easter Sundays yeah. is what one of uh, one of my friends said yesterday. So we're having Easter Sundays. So if you're looking for a, a family wow. tradition, have Easter Sundays. It's a great thought. Um, but we did. We just, we were all together talking about Easter on Thursday, um, kind of preparing our hearts a little bit. For that's that's something I enjoy doing with my family is trying to help us think towards the weekend service, and then Easter came to worship with them to see so many people, and Tony's message was uh, was was wonderful. He, he referenced one of the, one of the first points he made uh, was tied in with one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament in, in Ecclesiastes three eleven, mm. where he says he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of everyone. That that we see this, this quest, this, this desire for something beyond us. You know, we hear all the cliches, there's something greater, there's something beyond us. Uh, you see that, that desire from everyone. You know, there, there, there seems to be this desire for something more. There has to be something greater. And, and yet for so many who are lost, it, it's empty, right? It's, it's this kind of this unattainable knowledge that they'll never figure out. And yet that's not God's desire. You know, yeah. God, God desires us f- to, to know what it is that we're going to. Yes. Um, it, it's yes. There's, there's certainly a lot about heaven that we don't know. Sure. Sure. There are a lot of details, but there's a lot that he has given to us in here. And then we say, we don't know about it. Right. Um, which, you know, that that's to our own shame that we don't know about it because it's in here. But, but one of the things I, when I think about the afterlife and it, and it, it induces some fear, I think some holy fear, some righteous fear, but it's, it's huge, right? Eternity, even grasping eternity in heaven is, is kind of fear inducing because eternity's big, right? Like that's, uh, it's real long. And I, and I, and I have found myself, uh, over the years, it, it or became clear to me over the last several years that I've always lived in kind of a, in, in, in like an anticipatory state, right? I'm always anticipating something. Uh-huh. Uh, that's kind of like, I create these little goals for myself on, on a next vacation that I'm looking forward to or, or a task getting completed or an event coming up. And, and I have these little like benchmarks almost that are set throughout the year. And, and it gives me this sense of, of anticipation, something I'm looking forward to. Well, heaven, you know, eternity, the afterlife is, it's just big. And, and because it's not immediate, at least in my plans, it's not, not our immediate. plans. We don't know necessarily, sure. but uh, it's not something I find myself thinking about because right. in all honesty, it, it almost, um, you know, not, not this discouraging or dis- or disparaging in any way, but at some point it's going to bring me back to my own mortality, mm-hmm. which isn't real fun to think about. 
so it was it was a good reminder for me yesterday to to press into longing for heaven, to longing for yes. the afterlife that we can be confident and assured of. I love that. You know, I think um, Tony referenced a book. Uh, you know, I think we could talk forever about this. Um, just because number one, who we are, right? We get on a sub, uh, subject sure, and we're just going right. to keep going. But this one in particular, it just, it creates this sense of awe and wonder and mm. desire and passion in us. Um, as, as you just so well shared, uh, Tony referenced a book um, where a lot of his thought, I think, came out of A Case for Heaven by Lee Strobel. Yep. I really like um, Randy Alcorn's. It's a, he has a bigger book on heaven, heaven, but there's a smaller one that's a 90-day devotional. So the big one's a doorstopper of a book would take a while to get through, but the little yeah. 90 day distills all that down into 90 <laughs> devotions. And so I, I would recommend anybody huh. just to pick that up and take 90 days to think. on. And that. there's also a great, a great version of that where it's heaven for children for children. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I've read that before. That is a good one. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. So uh, for people looking for those resources, I, those are, those are really, really helpful. At some point faith has to kick in. Right. You know, so when, when Tony, Pastor Tony was talking about the afterlife and, and even talking about near death experiences substantiating an afterlife, there, there's plenty, there's plenty that, that point to an afterlife, plenty that, that point to in heaven. There, there's no reason at all why as Christians we shouldn't have absolute confidence in heaven. Yet at some point I have to have faith. That's right. You know, and, and that's something that Lee Strobel talks about too in his first book, A Case for Christ, is that, I mean, there's mountains of evidence for Jesus' resurrection. There, there's nothing that deterred him from the evidence pointing to the Bible is, is clear and true. But still at some point, faith has to kick in. Right. I have to have faith and in, in, in confidence in what I don't see. You're right. There is a point that we have to come to. It's like, you know, I can't explain this away. Right. I have to trust that what the Bible says is enough for me to understand who Jesus and is. It says and that a lot. And it, it says, says a, lot. a lot more than than I know for sure. Because because man, I could all I could press into this more and more for the rest of my life. And there's still going to be constantly things I'm gonna I'm gonna be learning and, and God's gonna reveal to me through it. Well, speaking of, I know you have another project that you just began a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Um, it's a, a podcast slash video, um, slash new Facebook page, slash sort of a, so I, yes, this, this new project that, that we're, we're in the works of, of branding, what it's going to be called. Um, but at the heart of it is I, I love God's word specifically. I love the, the applicability and the practicality of God's word. Um, and you know, the, these last week, <laughs> our family, we, we just got away for a few days and it got me out of my routine. And so when I woke up the other morning, there was just this longing for, man, it's, it's been a couple days since I've, I've really studied God's word and it's, it's life-giving, you know, and I, I just find myself, um, empty or, or not complete when I, when I just haven't even like crack God's word. Not that this, this is not the best way to do it, you know, right, right. and yet even that's better than nothing, right? That you, you could open this up at any point and find something good. Um, but not just something good, something really practical. And so, you know, you know, for me, my ministry would focus so much on, on marriages, on healthy family, creating healthy families. There's so much in here 
that speaks to the applicability of, of God's word in those contexts, in my marriage, um, in, in, in parenting. And so, you know, even, even the topic of life that was, that was the focus of Easter. And my, my, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is John 10, 10, you know, the first part says the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy, mm-hmm. but, but then Christ says, but I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly and, and getting to, to not just teach that life to, to one another as husband and wife, but into our kids, but demonstrate that, you know, like, what does that look like? How, how do we, how do we demonstrate that life to one another? And again, the Bible is just full of how to's. And so the hope is each week, we're just providing these really, really simple nuggets. Yeah. You know, the, the Bible, we're the ones that make it really complex, but, but it's almost as if God wrote this so that we would read it. So that we would read it. And yeah. understand it, yeah. right? It, it's not just only for these, these uber smart theologians or people that have like advanced degrees in this that can understand it. It's, it's for, it's for me, it's for guys like yeah. me that, uh, that need kind of simple instructions where it gets complex is I have to deny myself. Mm-hmm. I have to, to sometimes not do the things that I, that I want to do or do the things that I'm not always wanting to do. Uh, and again, it's, it's laid out though, pretty simply for us. And so, you know, our, our marriage focus here over the last couple of weeks, and we have about three more is, is looking at first Peter three, eight, just these five directives that are, that are really simple. They're not, it wasn't, Peter wasn't giving these instructions to husbands and wives. It was to the whole church, but a good place to start being the church is at home. Um, and so ways that we can demonstrate these attributes of Christ to one another. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, one that we're going to get into here soon with Proverbs 31, Okay, which I know that's geared to, to wives, the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, and yet as a husband, how can I be affirming and, and pulling out those attributes of my wife? Cause when I go through those 21 verses there in, in chapter 31, I see each one of those attributes in Jen. Uh, I need to be looking for those things. I need to be pulling those things out um, so that more of Christ is revealed and demonstrated in her life. Again, the, these are things that are all right here. I yes. didn't have to make it up. No right. one came up with it. God put it all in here for us. Yeah, and I, I hope that people just will take advantage of that and that will just be a true blessing to them. Ben, man, I just, I'm so grateful for you. I I'm continue to be grateful that the Lord brought you here to be a part of this team. You're just a fun guy to have around as well. You, you bring a lot of life with you when you come into the conversation. Wow. So, so thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website.
You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.